Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew. We're still in the 10th chapter. Jesus is speaking, and there's so much here, okay? Remember, he's telling his disciples. He's sending them out. He's telling them to proclaim the kingdom is near. He's telling them what to do, to heal the sick, the infirm, the diseased, to cast out demons, to raise the dead. And then he continues on his instructions, and that's what he's been telling here in the 10th chapter. We're down to the 34th verse right now, and we haven't reached in yet. Hang on a second. I'll tell you where it is. It goes 42 verses, okay? So we've still got a bit to go with Jesus speaking and giving them insight into what's going to happen with those who proclaim. And it's not just for them. It is for all those who are believers. So let's pick it up here in verse 34. Uh, Jesus actually picks up an idea that he's already talked about a couple times. Well, really, let me start at 33 where we left off before. Jesus said this, But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Verse 34, Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Boy, Jesus is, uh, as we say in the Deep South, he's doubling down here, isn't he? I mean, what is this all about? You know, you, you hear it in the church today, you hear it in the, the faux version of Christianity. Well, Jesus was just all about peace, and he's just all about love, and we just need to love one another. If we just love one another, everything will be fine. Now, Jesus is he's going to talk about loving one another. He talks a whole lot about that, as a matter of fact. But he tells them, don't think that I came to bring peace on earth. Don't think that by believing in me, confessing in me, and walking with me, that everything is going to be hunky-dory that everything is going to be peace and there's not going to be any troubles and there's not going to be any conflict, that there won't be any problem whatsoever. He's already mentioned that. Now he's going to say it again. I did not come to bring peace but a sword, verse 35. For I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. Now, he's already said something like this, right? And right there, he's actually quoting from the Old Testament. And Micah 7, 6 says this, For son treats father contemptuously, daughter rises up against her mother, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own household. When Jesus says this, he's quoting from the Old Testament. He's quoting Micah. He just said it earlier in the chapter here. But he's letting them know, hey, this has been prophesied. Okay, this isn't something new and amazing about Messiah when he came. No. Now, the, uh, the rabbis and the priests and the scribes, they saw this stuff. They saw these things in the Old Testament. And they saw that there was something here they couldn't quite figure out. They see uh, a Messiah uh, coming as, a, coming as a, uh, like a humble, suffering servant type of thing. They saw that. But they also saw Messiah coming victorious with a sword. And they, they couldn't make sense. It's like two different uh, entities here. What they didn't see was a timing element. It's the same Messiah, but two different times. So Jesus is letting them know, hey, 
No, I didn't come to bring peace. As a matter of fact, I came to bring a sword, and there's going to be division that comes about. And it's going to be division within a man's household. That's where his enemies will be. Verse 37, Jesus continues, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoa. So does that mean that we have to hate our families? Well, there's another place where Jesus says, well, yeah, you need to hate your family. What he's saying is this, that you love the Most High God, you love the Lord Jesus Christ so much that in comparison, the love you have for your father, the love you have for your mother, the love that you have for children, that in comparison, that love will look like hatred. It's not really hatred. No, we love our family members. Okay? Yes, we love our family members. There are some that are harder to love, right? <laughs> but no, we love our family. But in comparison, the love that we have for him is far superior to that. And he says, if you don't love me more than these, then you're not worthy of me. Verse 38, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. So Jesus is letting them know that there's a cost to be taken into account here. He describes it, he who does not take his cross. So that's a very vivid imagery, particularly in this Roman society here where they killed people on the cross. Jesus is given a little uh, foreshadowing okay, of what was going to happen to him. He says, you must take up your cross, you must take up your burden, and you follow after me. If you don't, you're not worthy of me. Last verse of the day, verse 39. He who has found his life will lose it. And he who has lost his life or his soul for my sake will find it. So what's he talking about here? Someone who has found his life and they think they've arrived and they're living within the flesh and they're living within their own soulish realm and they're doing what they want to do and they're not taking up their cross and they're not following mm -hmm. after him, then you're going to lose your life. But the one who has lost his life for Jesus' sake will find it. In other words, the one that's laid down his life for the sake of Jesus. And that does not necessarily mean that it has to be the end of corporal existence. It's not speaking exclusively of dying for the sake of the Lord, though that isn't definitely there. But what he's saying is that you're laying down your life for him. You're laying down and laying aside what you want for the sake of the Lord. When you do that, when you die to self, as Paul describes it later, when you desire, die to the desire of the flesh, when you do this, then you will find it. You will find true life. So what is Jesus warning them about? He's saying, hey, don't think that I came here to be this little peaceful kind of thing that nothing bad is ever going to happen. Uh, this is going to be challenging to your life, and it may cost you your life here. But do this. Realize that if you don't take up your cross and follow after me, then you're not worthy of me. Yeah, there's going to be enemies, and the enemies will begin with a, within your own household. And it's going to be a challenge because they won't understand that you love me more than you love them. Not that your love for them is any less 
Okay, this isn't an equal sum type of thing. No, it's love, love, more, more, more type of thing. But if you lose your life for his sake, if you lay down your life for his sake, you will find it. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode, okay?